Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Michael Saad, CIO at University of Tennessee Medical Center. In this segment, we talk about the balance leaders must strike in focusing on operations while being agile enough to respond to changing needs. Why he believes communication shouldn't always come from the top, especially during a crisis. And how COVID will forever impact the way care is delivered and accessed. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare see your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more. So for something like this, again, you had to have an infrastructure in place. And even though, like you said, there are some uh, issues with systems not speaking to each other, there was a good enough infrastructure in place to enable this. Correct. Absolutely. And we have some very talented people that were able to extract data from different systems and really put them together in that that dashboard. Uh, That was a, a single view for everybody. Right. That's something that I imagine is going to remain a priority going forward, just as far as really getting that system as efficient as possible. Yes. And when we're looking at different tools and dashboards and um, also reaching out to the vendors and and asking them to start interacting and interfacing better with the other tools and systems we use as well. Yeah, that's really interesting that you just brought that up because what we've seen and heard from talking to people during this is that There's been some changes in vendor management strategies, and would you say that that has changed a bit for you, or more communication or more frequent communication to make sure that you're getting what you need? It has, and I I will compliment our vendors. I think our vendors did a great job during this pandemic. When they reached out, it was not so much in the area of sales. When a vendor reached Mm -hmm. out to me, they said, look, we've got the solution. We think it can help you, or you already use our solution. Here's a module that we think will benefit you and take it at no cost. Just use it. We're really trying to help out people and work through this pandemic together as a team. And I think a lot of that shift was from vendor to partner. And that's a critical distinction. You know, a vendor is someone out there who wants to just sell you something and work on getting their name out there and, and working with your organization. I think a partner really partners with you strategically understands what your goals and initiatives are. And that's what a lot of these uh, companies did is they really tried to partner with us and say, look, we understand this is a global pandemic. We want to be here. We want to help. We want to be part of the solution. And I really saw that change and that transition happen over the last couple of months. And that's been great to watch. Yeah. There has to be that awareness that this is what our clients, our customers really need right now. And that a lot of vendors I've seen have seemed to shift their focus to really moving more away from sales and more what can you do to help this along or really have that partnership. Right. Exactly. Well said. Okay. So now looking ahead, what would you say are some of the things that you're going to focus on? As you said, the good thing is that not being hit quite as hard, maybe it will enable you to move on a little bit quicker than some, but what would you say you're really looking at like for the rest of this year in terms of key objectives? I think we're very cautiously optimistic about the COVID pandemic. 
I will say that uh, we as an organization, and I know you know a number of organizations across the country are having the same strategy, are planning on a resurgence in the fall. And we hope we're wrong. Mm-hmm. We hope it does not work in conjunction with, with the flu season that comes up here in the fall. But if it does, we're already making plans as an organization to not be caught flat-footed, to make sure we've got proper PPE, make sure we have um, the negative pressure rooms, make sure we've got everything in order so that if we do see a resurgence and it's worse than what we saw in the springtime, it's something that we're capable of handling and ready to handle and not caught by surprise this time. So a lot of our focus right. is, okay, we, we think we hopefully are through the worst of it this spring. Now it's time to shift our focus to somewhat normalizing operations, getting back to non-essential surgeries, and, and those have been reinstated in Tennessee in, in early May. So we're now back to that and getting our volumes back up, but also keeping a close eye on, again, that data that we talked about, the statistics, the trends, and if we start to see an uptick, we can quickly react to that and, and not be caught behind but uh, react to the data almost real time now. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's so important. I'm sure that for a lot of organizations, disaster preparedness looks different now. <laughs> I mean, I know that yes. it depends on the situation too, but I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, tweaks that are being made to planning. Absolutely. And you have to almost have your foot in two different canoes, right? So you've got to, you've got to have your foot in the, if the pandemic does get worse, we're ready to be agile and shift to supporting that. But at the same time, we have a hospital run where there's revenues we need to focus on. And you know we have to make sure we are back up to the sustainable volumes that we can get to from a, a hospital perspective and a health system perspective. So then you're also focused on that side of it too. So it's, it's kind of a delicate balance of focusing on the operational aspects of the here and now, but also knowing at any minute that can change and being ready and being agile and, and being able to support that if and when that happens. Right. And that leads into another area I wanted to talk about, which is leading through difficult situations. And mm-hmm. there's no exact playbook, of course, but what do you think are, are really some of the key things that leaders can, can do or should do to guide their teams during a really difficult times? Yeah, I think there's two things that I have found that have been helpful during this crisis. And one is communication. And I know we already touched on it as it relates to work from home, but it is absolutely critical. And that is a make or break for the team. I think you cannot over communicate during times like this. It is Mm -hmm. essential to communicate what is happening because the information changes so rapidly right now. And it's, it's communicating, okay, what is the strategy? What do we need to focus on today as a team? What is our strategy over the next week? What is our strategy over the next month? And some of that is being able to react quickly to the situation on the ground. So I think communication is absolutely key. And it's not just communication necessarily from the top down. You need to enable your other leaders to also go out and communicate with others. Because there's a limited audience that I can reach. I have calls with the entire department. I have emails that sent out to the entire department. But I'm not there managing each employee directly. And they have managers, directors that do that. And those folks need to be empowered and need to be challenged to make sure you're communicating with your teams. So top-down is important to send to share that vision and to share that strategy uh, and some of the operational work. But it's really, I think, even more important that that next level down, that middle management layer, communicates very clearly to the teams as to what is the vision, what are we focused on, and what do we need to do today and next week. Right. And I will say another positive of this pandemic is I have seen leaders step up and shine because they've been given opportunity to do so. There is so much work. There is so much happening right now that one person can't do all that. 
And that's typical of any team. The team is not made up of one person. It's made up of everybody together, working together as, as a unit. And, you know, I think more so in times of crisis, it's important to have other leaders step up. And it's been excellent as a leader to watch others mature and grow through this and to give them opportunities to, to have some exposure, to work with teams, and to see their excitement and passion and their care for our patients uh, and our staff as well. Yeah. So it seems like it's really establishing that culture where you have communication, where people are empowered, and it really speaks to the need for those building blocks. Yes, very much so. Okay. And prior to this, had you been through any kind of natural disaster or anything that gave you some experience as to what it would be like, or have you uh, been, been lucky so far? You know, I can compare this to a couple other things, but I don't think it's a fair comparison. You know, we had the East Coast power outage yeah. that happened. Uh, I don't know how long ago that was now, maybe 15 years ago. I, I know you're familiar with that too, where the entire yeah. East Coast lost power and, and that oh, was yeah. out for a couple of days. But this is very different in, in the sense that this is a global pandemic that was regional, that was just impacted the United States and just a specific portion of the United States. This is a global pandemic. Um, and I think this instilled a lot more fear into people and different reactions. Mm -hmm. We had staff that for a number of reasons and for all the right reasons were concerned about their safety and we had to be very cognizant of that and make sure we were establishing a safe work environment for people on our desktop team and our network team, and our telecom team that still had to be out working with people and, and setting things up. So it's very different and unique and there is no end in sight, right? So I think we're all hopeful that a vaccine will happen and that will truly put this pandemic to, to rest. But we don't know at this point how long this will last or what this will look like, whether this does fizzle out or whether this is a, a resurgence uh, in the fall. And so I, I think it's very, very unique in that this is really something that is different for all of us. And there's some past experiences we can draw on, but in some ways, this is uncharted territory. And so we have to work through it together uh, as a team. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's true. There's other tough situations you're going to go through, but it's not fair to compare anything to this because it is, it, it's is—it's such a different animal. Sure. It, it is very, very much so. But I'm sure we'll draw for many, many years. We're going to draw from the lessons we learned in this pandemic and, and apply those uh, in the future. So that's a good thing as well. Yeah, true. There, there really is so much that's going to come out of this, whether it's telemedicine, remote work, things have changed and those are positive, certainly. But um, when you think about where the industry is going, and obviously COVID has just put such a strain on everything, but do you see healthcare organizations being able to move toward recovery? I do. There will be a new normal. I don't think we're going to return to what we all remember as, quote, normal. I think there will be a yeah. new normal. I think that new normal will be a hybrid. I think it's going to be a hybrid of the in-person care that we're used to, but I think you're going to see now an explosion even more than we have before of, of technology such as wearables. I think that's going to be important as we shift to a telemedicine type of environment. Analytics clearly is going to continue to be at the forefront of everything we do. So while some of those were already moving forward, AI, other technologies were moving forward at a certain pace. I think this will accelerate the pace at which a lot of those technologies now will be, will be developed. And I think you're going to see a lot more capital infusion into those areas because people see a lot of potential mm -hmm. now in healthcare that uh, maybe yeah. they didn't necessarily see before. So I, I think this is going to accelerate the use of technology. Again, I think this is a very exciting time to be 
working in the in the technology field in healthcare. I mean, technology is literally transforming healthcare as we know it today. And yeah. we've got a lot of opportunities to be part of that. Um, COVID is a is a terrible pandemic and something I know none of us wanted to go through. But as with everything else in life, I think there's a lot of silver lining in here that is going to really change the way healthcare is delivered. I think delivery is going to change. I think access to healthcare is going to improve, which I know is an issue in both the urban and the rural areas. I think access yeah. to healthcare will improve. And I think, I think this is going to have an acceleration that we haven't seen before in the use of technology in healthcare. And I think that's an exciting thing. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think that that covers what I wanted to, to talk about. Um, I'll definitely follow up if I have any other questions, but um, thank you so much for, for putting aside the time. I know everyone is crazy busy, so it's really appreciated. Well, thank you. And I appreciate um, all, all you do too. You all release some tremendous content, which is very helpful for all of us that are in the trenches and working through things. It's great to see what peers and others in the industry are doing. So I appreciate you and your organization putting out relevant content and, and continuing to keep things fresh for all your readers and, and listeners. So thank you for all you do, Kate. You do, you do an amazing job. Oh. And I appreciate the, the good work that you all do. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's great to hear. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.